You're listening to Conversing with Samaje, Episode 3, Female Music Engineer. The show talks about life events, entrepreneurship, influencers, and much more. Hey, what's up? This is Conversing with Samaje, and I'm your host, Samaje. Today, I have guest JK. Uh, we will be, we'll be discussing the interesting world of female music engineer, uh, engineering. Uh, thanks for joining me, JK. How, how you going? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. What's good, cousin? How you feeling? What's up? What's up? Just chilling, you know. So you want to go ahead and, you know, introduce yourself, let the people know, you know, where you're from, you know, what's going on with you? Yeah, for sure. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. It's definitely an honor to be one of the first few guests. Um, My name is Pure Label JK. I'm an audio engineer and songwriter. And, you know, I dabbled in acting. Some people may know me from the pop series, My Beautiful Pain. And uh, so I've been doing music and engineering for about 12 years now. Um, I moved out here to L.A. And now I'm a front of house engineer at a, at a, a venue in Hollywood. And I've mixed shows for all kinds of celebrities like uh, Annalise, James, Rick Ross, just to name a few. And, um, you know, making my way in this industry, trying to, you know, get my hours in, network. Hopefully, write some songs for some some big people soon. Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, well, we'll go ahead and you know jump into a few of the questions that I'm pretty sure um, some people have questions about. You know, a female music engineer. Um, so the first one would be, you know, what sparked your interest? You know, in engineering, in music engineering. Honestly, I don't know. Um, it 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 started a very long time ago, though. I will say that. I guess if I think about it, it just began with my love of music. You know, I've always just been drawn to music through family. You know, we're music loving. And I was in band and music really early on. So I was always attached to like music making side of it. So when I I went to um, this this school called IADT, but it wasn't for music, though. It was for fashion, which is like that's definitely not my path. So right. I went to that school for, for fashion um, and um, toured school and I seen the studio. I was like, oh, snap, they got music schools out here. So I think that probably was a, you know, seeing that it was courses for it. So then I, I ended up dropping out of that program and then, you know, decided a music career by going to school because you know obviously I ain't know nothing about it I had to learn so yeah okay okay that's what's up so like what type of music you know like was it was like rap music R&B hip-hop you know country rock like that, <laughs> int- that started the you know the interest off and wanted to do the engineering definitely hip-hop R&B uh, that was you know always my first love it um, I I I I, w- I always love like specific artists because I felt like I would make that type of you know what I'm saying song. I'd be like, dang, that's something I I probably would have thought of you know. And I yeah. always I always just love the hip hop and R&B side of things and how people made the songs and like I would just always put that together and see if I could do it myself too. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Hip hop and R&B was definitely my my entry to it because you know it's it's a great I think it's the biggest genre in the world right now hip hop and like you know we make great music and 
it's hard to escape. People are geniuses for real. All right. So was it like, you know, a certain time frame? Like, was it the 70s, 80s, you know, 90s? Can't say 2000s, you but I'm sure you're not a 2000 baby. <laughs> All right. You know the Lingo. 90s. You know the 90s R&B was it, man. That's that's our era. Like, okay. I was born in the 1990s. Everything from then on, on up is just like it. You feel me? That's the golden era of R&B to me. 90s R&B for sure. Okay, okay. All right, so the next one would be, you know, like, what does an average day look like for you? Like, are you just, you know, sitting in the office all day or, like, you know, what is it? An average day for an engineer, man, it's, <laughs> it's different each and every day. So some days I'm on set doing um, live sound recording, which is basically recording audio on a, on a movie set or film set. And um, that's like an all-day thing, get there probably, whatever the call time is. Sometimes the call time is 6 a.m., sometimes the call time is like 12 p.m. But get there at the call time, be there for 8 to 12 hours recording all day. Sometimes I don't even record, so I just sit there, you know, and watch them record. Um, so that's that one day. Tomorrow, actually, I'm, I'm doing NLE Chopper, and that day looked like um, going there, you know, like six hours before the show starts. To get you know, saying all the sound together, um, we go through the 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 run show how we how the show is gonna be set up because we record the show live like it's also streamed live to an app, so we have a show run that we have to you know abide by very 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 strictly and it's very like high like pressure, so we get there way ahead of time to make sure we go through all that and then we do rehearsal so like the DJ will come, he set up his gear make sure we got the sound right on that so I'm setting that up help him set his DJ stuff up I go down and mix it make sure it sound right and then he go chill for a couple hours until the show start at whatever time the show start and I'm there until the show end way after you know way into the club close so I'm there usually probably like 10 to 12 hours at a on the show night gotcha all right then the next one um i'm pretty sure if i heard you correctly you kind of already touched on this one um but can you describe the moment you realized that this feel um that you it was something that you wanted to pursue which i think you said when you went to the the one technical school um it was actually for fashion but you realized that they had um an opportunity for music right mm-hmm. yeah okay. that and I, I realized this was really for me when like I, I I went, I called this studio, right? Because, you know, I, I tried to join the military, but I couldn't because I failed the drug test. And that sparked me to just, let me just find a studio somebody, somewhere and let me see if they'll just let me come up there, right? So yeah. I did that and the studio Springs Theater over there in Suffolk Springs, I called them and the dude was like, yeah, you can, because I said, can I, can I let y'all hear some of my beats? And he was like, yeah, come through. So I, I went there, he heard some of my music and he was like, do you want to intern here? Like, you know, you got, you know, a lot of talent, a lot of potential, like, you know, you could learn a lot here. So I, I started interning there immediately. About how old were you at the time? How old was I? Yeah. Do you remember? Mm, I was probably around 19. Okay. So pretty started, like kind of pretty young. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was young because <laughs> I was lost back then too. So it was really a saving grace for me because, 
you know, failing the drug test for the military was really a pivotal moment in my life because that was really like my last choice, like my last resort to making something of myself. And I felt like, okay, damn, I fucked that up. You know what I'm saying? And it's You're like, right. God, God really, God really showed me in that moment that, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm tougher than with anything that, you know, any mistakes that I can make. You dig right. what I'm saying? There's, so, a way, there's a way. Exactly. There's another way to do it. If you want to do it, find another way. And, and that's what I did. And thank God I did. And they offered me that internship. And that was, that's, and later finding out that's one of the legendary studios in Tampa. I mean, they recorded some of everybody like Jennifer Lopez, like big, like orchestras, very famous, like bassists and stuff. And I was learning from there. I learned everything about engineering right there. And then I went to school right after that. I learned about school from that very studio. And that's how I was able to continue my career and get here today with what I learned from school. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so the next one would be, you know, did you ever experience any uncertainty, you know, that that it was for you? Like you was like, you know, had a downfall from anything or like, you know, by the, anyone or anything like kind of discouraged you or was it just always, you know, like support, you know, 1000% at all times? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a mix, right? You know what I'm saying? With, in life period, you never just going to be just supported. People are going to doubt you and you know what I'm saying? It's, don't not think you're going to do it. Not because they don't actually think you can't do it, but because of my own actions, you know what I'm saying? I was hard-headed. I was, you know what I'm saying? I just, I, I didn't have nothing together. It's like, how can you believe in somebody that doesn't have their stuff together? And right. that's how, so it, when I was younger, I used to feel like I didn't get support, right? Because it was just like, okay, you know, I want all of these immaculate things, but what am I doing to actually get those things? I wasn't doing too much to get those things. So right. I'd be willing to help yourself before anybody You got to be willing to help yourself to get that support. And I know that now. So I can answer that question by saying I've always, I even though it hasn't always felt like it, I have always had the support because I wouldn't be here if I didn't have it. You know, it, right. it was just I didn't view it as support. I just thought, you know, people was getting down on me and people was, you know, but they was really trying to guide me. Right. Giving you pretty much tough love and just like, hey, you know, this is what need to be done. If not, you know, you're going to fail at doing this and doing that and you know a exactly. lot of people don't necessarily look at it like that sometimes they just look at it like you know somebody's always cracking down on them but if mm -hmm. you you know you're set up for that tough love um and experience to be like you know you kind of maybe have it in your head that you can't do it so you're going to pretty much show them that okay well since you yeah. say i can't i'm gonna show you i can do it exactly exactly and that really sets you up for the world and that's why i appreciate that being being i'm about to be 33 being at this age I've I've learned so much and I'm just thankful that I'm still we still young at this age, even though but we know shit now. That's the difference. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm so thankful for it because in my twenties, like I was just, you know, that that just just not being able to get, get yourself together just will make you bring yourself down. You start right. to doubt yourself and then you quit. And then, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why they always say, like, even when, you you know, you don't feel good, you know, get up, dress up. And, you know, you some it makes a lot of people feel better, you know, like when you do dress up. Like, even if you're not going to, mm -hmm. like, you know, to the store or, you know, just out to eat by yourself or something right. like that. You got to get all spruced up. Like, you know, you're going to prom exactly. like that. Just, you know, little, something nice, decent, you know, get your hair cut, you know, mm -hmm. get the hair done. You know, right. car wash, just little stuff like that. So, yeah, psychology. Right. 
All right. So the next one, um, it kind of pretty much you already touched on the first part of it, um, which would be tell us about your first job um, and what did you learn that you couldn't have learned in the classroom? As an engineer, my first job. So my first job as an engineer was just engineering at this studio in Tampa. And I was engineering there for about four years. That was my first time ever getting paid to like mix sessions. And I had clients and all that kind of stuff. And I learned way more outside in the field than I ever did in school ever like my <laughs> pretty much what I do now what I know now has been because I've I done it in the field you know what I'm saying and um it, yeah so yeah definitely learned way more at my first job as an engineer in the studio started out as a assistant engineer which basically just uh, record people and don't mix the session the main engineer mixed the session but then, obviously, I became my own, and you know what I'm saying, main engineer and was right. able to have my own people mixing people's sessions and, you know what I'm saying, doing albums and getting notoriety and getting credits. Yeah. All right. So not not knocking school in a way, but, you know, pretty much school didn't teach you anything. It was like actually being in the field and hands on that actually, you know, taught you how to do more of what you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and no, nah, don't knock school. But. In this particular field with, with audio engineering, it is a it is a skill that you can learn without schooling, right? So somebody could teach themselves how to become a good engineer, but with schooling, I know I know like techniques and, and, and proper ways to certify myself as an engineer and, and how to network to get jobs. That's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who didn't go to school, they may just be a studio engineer at somebody's studio or they may eventually build their own studio right that's right. usually what they do but me i'm an audio engineer i do film and tv like i just told you i do sound location i do front of house engineering on, on you know what i'm saying at a venue and i do studio stuff so it's just that because i went to school i know it's other avenues besides just working at a studio and you know what I'm saying you know what i'm saying doing that just one steady thing which is very limited by the way Okay. All right. So going into the next one, um, from the sounds of it, you worked on very large scale projects. Um, mm -hmm. what are your go-to time management strategies? Like, are there any apps that you would recommend for us or? Well, I definitely recommend just getting out and, and networking in this, in, in this particular industry as an engineer, yeah, there's no app, there's no online besides like Instagram maybe. But even with that, it's like, mm. You know, you really got to get in people's face and get out there. Um, I wouldn't have any of the jobs I have if I didn't have um, the friend that I have. My homie, um, Adam, who I met out here, I met him the first week I came out here. And he um, he is a film producer that, you know, got all kind of credits and, and, and just knows a lot of people. So he gets booked for a lot of projects. And when we talked, you know, met at a show through another friend that we just had mutual love. And... He said, what do you do? I told him I was an engineer. He was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's keep in touch. Next time he hit me up, it was just to hang out. So we became friends first, just chilling. And I'm not like, oh, let, you know, you got anything you're working on? Like, I'm just, just being a friend. Right. And then the next time he hit me up, oh, actually, this venue needs um, an engineer. They just fired. They, they hold sound staff. And okay. they, they need a, you know what I'm saying, a new front of house. So and, so sorry not to cut you off, but it pretty much just sounds like it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's who you know. Yep. It's definitely yep. who you know because, and let me just make this quick point. And the reason why that's important is because that venue that he, he mentioned me to, 
Uh-huh. That's I still work there. I'm in a whole new city. I've been working there over almost two years now, going on two years because I got this job almost two months living here. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what that's why it's important. You got to get out there and get to know people because as an engineer, ain't no ain't no indeed, ain't no you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, <ain't laughs> you no just got to get monster and you know Not all exactly. that actually looking for it. And if you do find it, it's like very 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 seldom. Right. Something that somebody's like posting that and like, hey, you're uh, gonna have to have a degree, like a literal right. degree. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes, you know, not knocking anyone that has a degree, but sometimes even with you having a degree, you still, you know, sometimes that isn't enough just because of the fact that you know yep. you may have the experience, nor do you have exactly. the reference. And in your case, you know, you have a lot of the experience and the reference and stuff like that, even though, you know, maybe in school they may get the, you know, the knowledge of it or, you know, the back part of what they need. Better yet, I would say the bookwork part of it, Mm -hmm. the actual, you know, physical hands on to be like, okay, well, hey, you know, the, the cable popped out, you know, from such and such spot. You know what? You know they may not know what plug. The, you know the herp and plugging into exactly. That, you know, keep the sound going versus with you. You know you've experienced that. You know on hand, and that's the importance of you know actually going in before time. Um, and you know making sure that everything works right. You know having those what if moments, and you know stuff like that. Exactly, you got it. That's literally okay. it. Okay. All right, so going into the next one, um, many people imagine engineers sitting in their office and making calculations all day. What is the biggest mis- misconception people have about your job and your career? Uh, <laughs> well, people, I, 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 I don't know, but I would guess that people think that um, we are either famous or... How do I put it? Appreciated. <laughs> like if I feel like people outside of the industry look at and when I tell them I'm an audio engineer, they're like, oh, okay, nice, dope. But me inside it's kind of, of like it. blind <laughs> to the situation because it's like, okay, what is that? And yeah, yeah. But it's more so like 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 inside of the industry as an engineer, I'm like important but nobody recognizes that we're important that's more so what i mean so so people outside of the industry think we're recognized as important like oh you're an engineer wow that's so prestigious that's so amazing yeah it is actually but inside the industry no we're we're very like in the corner in the back you know saying tucked off never really talked to you know saying rarely acknowledged but that's good though, because if, if you gotta go find the engineer, that means some shit is going wrong. Right. So, it's kind of like at a restaurant, like you never really see the cook or anybody in the back of the house, but they're actually yeah. in a restaurant. Little do people know it's not just, you know, have to have a server or you know, a host or hostess or whatever. It's the back of the house is what really runs the restaurant. If the back of the house, something go wrong in the back, then it's like the whole front end is just it goes down. Yeah, that makes sense. So to, so to speak, kind of like Titanic in a way. Like the front went down, <laughs> so it's like okay, the front went down, so not a back going down, but it's the other way around. Yes, yes, for real, it is like that, you know. All right. But I could appreciate it though. But yeah, I you know I guess that's the the one thing I, I think you know people maybe not know we're very oh. overlooked. All right. So, what advice um would you have for a woman that is interesting interested in engineering? 
I would say definitely get your skills up. I mean, you got to know what you're doing. (laughs) This is not for the weak. Engineering is not for the weak because because of that last point I just made, how overlooked you are. But the moment you don't know what you're doing, because I'll just say this first, preface it with people expect you to know what you're doing as an engineer. People, if you say, okay, yeah, I can record that for you. They're going to, okay, go ahead, do it. And they just going to leave you to it. They're not going to talk to you all day. Right. Gonna, you know what I'm saying? You're going to end up. So if you mess up, they're going to find out later. And that's going to that's gonna mean money done, done got wasted and spent. I mean, it'll come down hard on you. It's a very high pressure industry. You've got to know what you're doing. So it's important to have your skills all the way up. If you're going into it, research it. Engineering is engineering. Audio is audio. It's just different ways of getting to it. So if I figure all of them out. And, and go network and find out who doing what. But you got to know what you're doing. If you know how to do it and do it fast, oh, you're going to make money and you're going to be great as a woman. Oh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to excel. All right. So, like, when you say, you know, like, with having skills and, you know, the experience, like, what kind of, you know, practical experience or technical skills should they have? Like, kind of, like, your, say, the main top, like, four that you could give that they would need, like, that would get them rolling like someone you know listening now would be like hey you know it sounds like that's something i want to do what would be the the top four things that they would need to know at least to get their foot in the door yeah for sure you need to as an audio engineer these things will get you in any door in any type of audio situation you definitely need to know game staging that's the term you have to know how to game stage you know and the next thing number two what would what would that be like gang stage what does that that mean for someone that doesn't know gang staging that means you need to know how to monitor how loud an input is coming in and know where to keep it to keep it from clipping and clipping means distorting meaning being too loud when it's in a red you see the little red light that's clipping Uh that's bad so gang staging is just knowing how to monitor a bunch of different input signals and keep them at an optimal level for loudness and without being too loud Okay. And then, so next thing, it would have to be mixing. You could, your mixing got to be on point. You got to know how to, you know what I'm saying, use a compressor. You got to know how to use a reverb. You got to know how to use a delay. Those are your, your, your things you're going to use on every single everything. Reverb, delay, compression. And you got to know how to mix and know how to listen and know how to use your ears and, st- and, and really train your ears to know what difference is between, you know what I'm saying, too much and, and you know, in, in your different situations like a film set or a live show or in a studio. Okay. And um, then the next thing, you would definitely need to know how to communicate confidently, you know, because in this industry, you will get walked all over. I mean, artists will talk to you any kind of freaking way. You got to have <laughs> thick skin. You can't be just whimpering. You got to, first of all, you got to know how to stand up for yourself. If you know what you're doing and what you have to. You got to be like, no, I know. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And be confident in what you know. And also know how to be not combative and not like, you know, disrespectful. You know, you got to know how to kind of balance dealing with talent and dealing with you know managers and all these kind of people gotcha and then last thing i would say just 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 be happy you know what i'm saying be be a a, uh you know kind person and and that's it all right so the next one um i if i heard you correctly i know you moved to uh 
you moved to a different cities uh, for a job opportunities at least twice. How mm-hmm. did you know you were ready to make the move? I didn't. I just did that <laughs> jump. <laughs> <All right. laughs> didn't didn't know at all. You know, you kind of just just do it and just have a plan set. I was I made sure I told myself because I want to move to LA and I had already made the decision. I said if 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 all goes wrong, I'm I'm not going to be homeless in LA. I'm going to go to McDonald's and get me a job. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Once again, if there's a will, there's a way. You know. That's it. Simple. And so how have you um, built personal and professional networks, you know, being in a brand new city? I know you said when you first got there, um, you had met a gentleman and, you know, like he kind of helped you out with that. Uh, so was there like any other, you know, things that you did? You I'm know, sorry, repeat that, that for me. I said, um, I know you, you said that once you moved there, you know, how did you build personal and professional networks, you know, with you being in a brand new city? I know you said you had met a guy um, named Adam and he kind of like, you know, helped you out with getting your foot in the door. Uh, were there like any other people you met or any other things, you know, that you did? Um, yes. I mean, actually, I had a friend who I went to college with who had lived out here for a while. She um, she lived out here already. So I linked with her a lot. She took me around to different, because she's in the entertainment industry as well. Her name is Kalima Hanif. She does media. She has a media company. And uh, so she took me to some events where she'd do red carpets, you know, where celebrities will be. And, you know, she sent me lists of, of parties where, you know, um, like, a, like a Quavo birthday party. You know, you can't just, you don't just find out about that. You like got to right. know gotta people. Know that, somebody. You know what I'm saying? So she was <laughs> one of the people that was in the know. So she sent me, I went to a lot of those kind of parties because of her and I was able to, you know what I'm saying? Obviously just get 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 seen okay. and um, her. And then um, I met people just through Adam. Honestly, I met people through Adam who who put me on the things, working on, like when you work on a set, you meet a whole bunch of people. So, you know, I met people and now they, you know, hitting me up for projects that they doing, on, you know what I'm saying, later down the line. So, yeah, gotcha. stuff like that. All right. So if I'm not mistaken, I know with being in a fast paced city like L.A., um, what have you learned? Like, is there anything that you learned that you probably wouldn't have learned in smaller cities or even in other bigger cities, but not as, you know, fast paced, kind of like how L.A. is? Yeah, I've learned a lot about this industry. Um, I've learned that, you know, I learned that perception is, is, is a big thing, you know, what I'm saying with entertainment and like. It's not nearly what people may think it is, and it's all, all almost like, oh, okay. And you know what I'm saying? When you think you're gonna be excited about something, it's just like, oh, I bet. So that's kind of what what it what it is, you know. And and the the in a fast paced city, you learn that because you know people come and go so quick. You know right. what I'm saying? When you be high in that moment, the next thing you know. You, you low and you exposed, you know what I'm saying? And it and when I when I'm going back and forth to Tampa sometimes, it's like, dang, I realize like this is like way slower than I mean. <laughs> right. like it's it's just way slower how people it's just how people develop, you know what I'm saying? Things that's going on. Things change out here in LA so frequently, like so frequently. I don't even know how to explain it, but things just change frequently within the scenes and you know what I'm saying? So I've learned that that you know things aren't what they seem for real for real, but that um, 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is not what it seems. Gotcha. All right. So what is it like, you know, being a woman in the industry? Like, do you feel that your gender gives you a different perspective and um and different experience than, you know, being a male? Like, are there any advantages or disadvantages? Yeah, I've definitely had some advantages. I mean, being a masculine woman specifically, thankfully, I haven't had to deal with men trying to, you know, come on to me. I've heard some stories, you know, where obviously women engineers, where they have to deal with that, you know, female engineers. So um, me specifically, I haven't had that, thank God. But um, I have had it in a positive way where women are women are so excited to work with me. I've had dudes that was way excited to work with me, like, dang, this is a female engineer. That's dope. Like, I really get a, a real positive um, response when, when people recognize that I'm a woman. And it's, it's, it's a blessing for real to feel that. Um, so it, it's definitely an advantage being a woman from this perspective. It's like people want to include you now. Um, and, and people want to kind of like see what you're about, especially when you're really good at it. They like, you know, they, they, they want to tell people about you. So that's my viewpoint on that. All right. And then finally, um, you know, like, what do you wake up looking forward to? Um, and what's your next move for your career? I like that. I wake up looking forward to just peace every day. To be honest, I love I love doing what I do and coming home and, and knowing that I did what I was supposed to do for the day and not having nothing else to do and just chilling, being on TikTok. So that's that's what I wake up looking forward to, like getting my junk done. I could come home and chill and 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 as far as my next move in my career I'm definitely um working on jingles right now so that's 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 the lane I'm I'm going to pursue in the next two to three years I'm going to try to get into writing jingles for major brands and getting some um you know getting some getting some bread over there in jingle land and movies Uh and film and tv Kind of like how Jamie Foxx did on the Jamie yep, Foxx. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time, exactly. Yeah, when you said jingles, that was the first thing that came to my head. I was like, <laughs> Jamie Foxx show you the right jingles. Uh, yeah. All right, so is there any, you know, anything that we might not have went over, you know, that you want to go ahead and let, let the listeners know, you know, about being a female music engineer? Well, I want to say that it is a true blessing you know, to be in this position, nothing in life is easy. And I don't know if people willing to do what I do, you know, but if you're willing to be a dog, if you're willing to just, you know, sacrifice some things, because, you know, if you, if you, if you're willing to know how to hustle and, and, and be prepared for the ups and downs of the music industry, because it's never a constant thing. It's always something shutting down. Somebody done canceled some this, some that. Yeah. then you know what I'm saying Stuff then you can do it right but other than that this is a true blessing to be an engineer and if you're a female engineer take that junk serious and be great at it because trust me you will make a lot of bread and you will get up okay okay um so do you have you know well of course I'm pretty sure you have social media um did you want to go ahead and give out your social media um name so then that maybe somebody could you know hit you up or they might want to follow you might have you know more questions about female engineer for sure at Pure Label, that's P-U-R-E-L-A-B-E-L on Instagram. Check me out on there. Just follow me. Um, that's not really like a music page. That's just my, my personal life. But obviously, my life is music, so it really don't matter. Hit me up. I'm willing to give tips, willing to point you in any directions, any school programs, if you want opinions on, whatever. 
holla at me. Okay. And was that um Instagram, TikTok, Facebook? Which one? That was um Instagram. Instagram, all right. And do you have what about like TikTok or Facebook or I do got TikTok, but that's you know, that's just fun stuff. You know, it ain't really yeah, it's just Instagram. <laughs> just playing around. <laughs> just playing around, yeah. All right. And what was that IG uh name again? Pure label, P U R E L A B E L. All righty. So y'all did hear here on conversing with Samaje. Um, and I want to say thank you for being part of the show. Today's episode was brought to you by J Lane Moment Notary, where they don't advise, they don't arise. You can go ahead and follow them on social media. IG and Facebook name is J Lane Mobile Notary. That's IG and Facebook at J Lane Mobile Notary. Today's episode was also brought to you by Quilla K Boutique, where she has lashes, diamond liner pins, and apparel. Her IG is shop.quillacayboutique. She does have shipping available. And if you use code SAMAJ, S-E-M-A-J, you will go ahead and save 10%. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that notification button so you do not miss out on any episodes. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this episode are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. Mm-hmm.